Welcome to the Worship Leader Problems Podcast with your host, Jeremy, and codename Joel. Look, worship ministry can be one of the most rewarding areas of church ministry. But it can also feel like... I'm a worship leader. And I'm a production guy. And these are our problems. Well, welcome to episode 10 of the Worship Leader Props podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy, and I'm sitting here with the one, the only, the only Mr. Props. <laughs> What's up, big dog? Double digits. Double digits. That's pretty amazing. Double digits, man. We're We're yeah. doing it. We are doing it. And you guys are listening. And thank you so much for listening and get so much feedback. Thank you for encouraging us and um, sharing the podcast with people. We, we've been doing this the last couple of episodes. If you would just hit pause for one, 10 well, seconds. Well, hold on. Yeah. You can't, you got to tell them what to do first, then tell them to hit pause. Cause then if they hit pause, they miss the instructions. I think we did this last episode wrong too, didn't we? Or I, we did, I did. Yeah. Okay. So wait, what I'm going to ask you to do in a second is to hit pause. But before you do that, yes. here's what you're going to do when you hit pause. You're going to go and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, search worship leader probs, subscribe and leave. And do that by searching with no spaces. No spaces, just all one, like Instagram. Worship leader props, yep. right? Just yep. like Insta. So just like Insta. Subscribe and leave leave us a five star review, man. Be generous with your like. My, yes. One of my pastors used to say, "When in doubt, do the generous thing." And so the well, generous honest, thing would be five new, stars. I well, the New Testament teaches generous giving. Generous giving. And so generously give us five stars. Generously give us five stars. Do that for us, and uh, it's going to help the podcast to get out there and. Um, that's our goal, man. That's why, that's why we're doing this. So we want to encourage, equip and entertain as many people as we can. That's right. So now hit pause. We'll wait. All right. Welcome back. Thank you so much for doing that. <laughs> and if you didn't, I just pray for your soul. Come on now. Jen's going to meme you. Remember she'll meme you so hard. <laughs> <laughs> She'll meme the snot out of you. That's one. She we, will meme the snot she, out of you. She memed that you saying that, and so she did. We're gonna have to share that one, dude. I had to last week. I had to eat a dose of humble pie. You did. I did. Um. So was it banana cream? Uh, no, it was <laughs> Dookie cream. <laughs> Can I say that? Do I need to edit that? You just out? did. Um. So. We were rehearsing for our big Christmas night of worship and a couple days before the event. And the the band kept saying, Jared, there's something in our ears and we can't turn it down. And I'm like, okay, so what is it? And they realized it was like a percussion track. And I was like, uh. And so I'm soloing up my sense of what I'm sending to the ears. Nothing. I'm turning everything else off and only putting my tracks in the house. I can't hear whatever it is that they're telling me they're, they're hearing. And so I was making comments like, guys, I'm not saying it's impossible you're hearing what you're hearing, but what I am saying is it might be impossible because I'm looking through Ableton. I'm looking through my console. Everything was set right. Everything was routed right. And so they just they just bootstrapped it up and made it through the rest of the rehearsal. And so it was um, it was haunting me all night. So I come in the next day and I go in the sanctuary and I'm like, I'm going to figure this out. Well, finally, I solo up the click in the guide, and sure enough, there is percussion tracks in the click in the guide, which is why they're trying to turn everything else down, but they're not figuring, and I'm like, 
but I'm not hearing it when I solo <laughs> up and I like would take the tracks out of Ableton, put the tracks back in and it was still doing it. I'm like, I don't know if there's like remnants of the last file. So I, I go in my office and I jump on my studio computer and I throw the tracks in. I'm like, okay, everything's good. Spit it back out, take it back in, throw it in Ableton, percussion tracks in the click in the guide. At this point, I'm ready to start cussing. I'm sure, man. Like, I'm not a cusser. So frustrated. But I'm ready to start cussing. So I, I just, I'm starting to take a deep dive. I'm looking through everything. Only to realize that I had my <laughs> percussion tracks in Ableton routed to come out of outputs one and two. Oh, man. Which is clicking guy. Oh, man. Oh, man. So as soon as I figured it out, I immediately sent a text message out to the team. And I was just like, hey, guys. <laughs> Turns out it was possible that you guys could hear that because I screwed something up. I asked for your forgiveness and grace. Wow. I've got it all figured out now. And so it was a really good moment because it showed the team that, like, I didn't just dismiss them, right but on. I was trying to figure it out. And uh, our worship pastor came in. He goes, man, I was so glad you sent that text because I was going to come in and talk with you today and just be like, bro, like, you got to make sure you're for the people. <laughs> and I know you were frustrated. And it was a night, like, my back was killing me by the time we got to this, you know, 730 rehearsal. And all those are excuses. Um, but he was just like, oh. And so when we got back to uh, the actual event, man, everybody was just, they were so thankful. And it, you could actually tell, I felt like it strengthened the relationship to admit, hey, I made a mistake. Sure. Absolutely. Right on. Good for you. So, but I still, it, it's no fun being wrong. You know, this gives me an idea. Oh, yeah. What's that? Here's what we should do. You've heard of like subliminal advertising. Yeah. Right? So if we got like every production guy in the country who uses Ableton yeah. to route, instead of a percussion loop, to route our podcast oh. in the click and the That's... cues. And it'll be so just it... like, follow worship leader probs, follow worship leader probs, subscribe, subscribe. <laughs> subscribe, two, three, four. Right. That's it. <laughs> Man, that would be so props. awesome. Two, three, four. <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. Yeah, that may or may not work. I don't know. <laughs> so how are you doing, man? You doing okay? I am. I am okay. I told you last week our production guy was on the shelf because he's got all kinds of sickness, and he's still got it. So we may, we went through another weekend without him and uh we're kind of staring down christmas eve without him so oh boy yeah yeah tasty it's a tasty it's a tasty morsel <laughs> this time of year <laughs> and how many services do you have in 3 days this coming weekend uh, or no let's christmas see. weekend eight eight services yeah, eight. in 3 days just eight nice <laughs> it's only eight you know whatever yeah yeah so you know i and obviously, we pray for his health. We want him to be better. I, we want him to be better for him. That's right. But we also want him to be better for us. Is that selfish? Uh, no, I don't think okay, so. Okay, good. Because um, it's it's way more for him than it is for us. But it is also for us. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's sometimes like the love languages. You ever go through the five love languages book? I think so. Money, I think, is at the top of mind. I'm kidding. That's a joke. <laughs> don't at me. It's a joke. <laughs> no, totally Adam on that one. I love it. But I think I realized a long time ago, like selfishly, if I want to be loved how I know I need to be loved, I love my wife the way she wants to be loved. Mm, there you go. 
So sometimes the motivation is not just because I know she needs to be loved that way. It's because, well, if I want to have my love languages met, I'm going to meet hers. Yeah. yeah. yeah so, I mean, everybody wins in that situation. Right? It's a win-win. Win. Win. And all I do is win. <laughs> no matter what. Uh, it's good to be alive. It is. It is. I needed this today. That's good. I'm glad. I needed it. I need to be with my peeps. It's just me and my cat, dude. Right. You and Rusty. Nope. No. Nope. No. What's it? Wiley. Wiley. Sorry. I knew it had a Y. Yep. Y'all missed it earlier. We were just chatting through what we're going to do on the show, and Wiley jumped up on my lap, and so I was making him dance for Mr. Probs. <laughs> he was singing. It was. It was really something. Yeah. It was a win calls the heart moment for sure. It was. It was. But Meredith Andrew understands, so she does. <laughs> well, speaking of cats, yeah, can we recognize some MVPs? Absolutely. Actually, hold on. I have no idea how that actually is a transition, but I kind of think it's funny. So <laughs> let's recognize our MVPs. Oh man, that's All fantastic! Right, Mr. Probs, that's fantastic. So week? our volunteer MVP this week is Christy Anderson. Christy uh, serves at Heights Church in Beach Island, South Carolina. She was nominated by Courtney Freeman. Uh, Christy okay. serves in worship. She, listen to this. She sings on the team every week. Whoa. Every week she sings on the team. And she's a constant encourager to everyone on the team at Heights Church. She's kind, patient, always willing to help others. That's the, I'm looking for a Christy. I think we all are. Aren't we all looking for a Christy Anderson? Or maybe the Christy Anderson inside of ourselves. Oh, that went deep. Oh. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I wonder where Beach Island, South Carolina is. I'm that not, sounds nice. It does sound nice, doesn't it? Beach Island, like an island but, that is a beach. But it's spelled beach like the tree. So maybe it's just a place with a lot of trees. Which I like trees. I do too. I got nothing against trees. Bro, back in the day, did you ever sing that song? Um, and the trees of the fields will clap their hands. Oh, yeah, man. Absolutely. And we'll go out with joy. That was lit, man. Back in the day, that double clap, people got into that, man. Yeah. Did people get cray on that one? A little bit. A little bit. You could do that in a medley with, like, Jehovah Jireh. What? And I will celebrate. I will wow. celebrate. Sing unto Sing the, unto the Lord. You're right. <laughs> it was kind of well, like a, yeah, like a, you know, a Jewish kind of a sounding medley. It was good times, dude, man. You, good times. You know, okay. So like the nineties were when I was in high school in our church, like dude, a hundred person choir, full orchestra and everything. And the song I remember the most, remember the one great are you Lord and worthy. Oh my gosh. Glory. Yes. I remember that. But with that, that big orchestra. Absolutely, man. End, Dun, 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 dun. Great are dun, you, dun, Lord. Dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, man. That was. And you'd hold out the big note and the, the big orchestra so hits underneath. So good. That was so good. Man, those were days. I miss those days. I mean. I, mean, I Sometimes I miss the big music. Do you? I do sometimes. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll put on some, uh, like, something like that or even, like, fast forward a little bit to some for him, you know, like, oh. for future generations, like, those anthems. Mm, man, it just takes me there. It takes me there in my heart. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, it's good. Okay, staff well, MVP. Let's get back to our volunteers. Staff MVP is Brad 
Brad Streetar. It's Brad Streetar. Streetar. Brad Streetar. And he is the worship pastor at Harvester Christian Church in St. Charles, Mo, St. Charles, Missouri. Uh, Brad was, you know, Brad was nominated anonymously. So we're going to honor that request. Um, But he's a gifted worship leader. He's nice, funny, and always willing to take time to help others. Uh, He even serves at church camp and makes a huge uh, impact on uh, the younger folks. So, Brad and Christy, we salute you. We salute you. I was trying to follow your lips, but (laughs) I don't think it worked yet again. It's so funny. Someday... Look, we need to make 50K, guys. I need you to go tag 10 people on Instagram. We need to get to 50. We're almost at 31, so we're on our way. But help us get there. We'll reveal me, and then we're going to – that's when the real fun's going to start, okay? Oh, yeah. Right? So we're going to – we got some plans for some socials and some other stuff. And uh, so help us get to 50, and then we're going to – we'll reveal who I am, and you guys are going to just be absolutely unimpressed when you when – you, <laughs> Find out. I have a question. Yes. What's a social? You know, the socials, uh, Instagram, Facebook, the Twitter. You oh, know. Okay. You said we're going to have a social. We're going to, we got plans for the socials. Oh, for the, I yeah. was thinking a social, like a gathering of people. And I was like, sweet. Dude. I want to go. Hey, we, first of all, we could have a Google Hangout, right? Oh, that is true. I don't. I have absolutely no idea what that is, but the kids are saying it. I think at least the kids used to be saying it. So Jeremy can explain it to me. Jen, I will Jen will to you after the show. Jen will make fun of me. Jeremy yes. will explain it to me, and then we'll maybe yep. have a Google Hang. Yeah. Can you just say Google Hang? That's. I mean, you can. <laughs> Dude, we could do like a. Uh, once we get to reveal you, maybe we could do like a meet and greet at the Experience Conference. Whoa. How about that? That would right? be fun. That'd be kind of fun. That would be fun. Okay. Super fun. Stick that in your uh, in your prayer, in your prayer closet, saints. I shall. <laughs> oh, not me. You want everybody else to Well, you too. It. You can pray. That's cool. No, I don't have to pray for it. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what time it is, my friend? Bring it. Time for prayer concerns. <laughs> this portion of the podcast, we like to uh, read all of the complaints that you guys are getting in your churches, and most of them come in on connection cards or your welcome cards. And so, uh, Mr. Probs, what do you got this week? Okay, this this is this is maybe like if if there was a like a poster child for the prayer concern segment, this this would be as good as anything we've ever had. So, okay, this was the prayer concern. Is it possible to turn your volume down as you lead the music? God has truly blessed you with an awesome voice, but if you could turn the volume down, it would be more enjoyable for many. (laughs) I have been in other churches with wonderful female music leaders where I can hear the worship voices around me. It's not a solo concert for you. As I said before to you and others, you have a beautiful voice, but I don't need the volume to hear your voice. And there are others who have just as great voices, but I cannot hear them. I'm missing out on the wonderful sound of the people next to me. Also, why was the screen removed from around the drummer? I have to <laughs> hold my earplugs into my ears just to preserve my hearing. 
Oh my goodness. Then, that is what it's all about. And right then there. she she adds this. I must add that this is from the la- the same lady that sent our pastor an email signed anonymous. But it came from her email that had her first and last name as the email address. <laughs> <laughs> amazing oh church folks we love you man oh my oh, goodness oh my anonymous goodness. but it's from me <laughs> just anonymous from me over here oh my gosh what church people think is acceptable so uh, i think i've said my wife and i are, are in the process of adopting and we're a, a waiting family and it and it and a guy came up to me a week and a half ago at our school's Christmas event that I was mixing sound for. He said, you and your wife are adopting, huh? And I said, yeah, man. And then goes on to spend the next 15 minutes telling me horror stories of adoption. And I was like, thank you so much at the end for your encouragement. I will look into some of those things you're telling me about. Uh, It was just like, what is happening right now? Come on, brother. Yeah, that's, (laughs) yeah. You know, it's just silly. Silly, silly, silly. So yesterday after church, um, I preached in all three of our services. And then we got in the car and uh, drove down to Fort Lauderdale, which is about two hours south of where I live, for my brother's uh, daughter's birthday. And so on the way down, my wife wanted to take a nap. And my mom was with us. And she wanted to listen to the podcast because she had heard about it but not listened to any episodes yet. So we're listening to last week's episode. And when we get to prayer concerns and you read that one, I thought my wife was asleep, but also I look over and she's crying. She's laughing so hard <laughs> about the girl being too attractive. And can you please ask her not to serve on the worship team? Serve in a less attention getting manner. Her, the, yeah. I appreciated your attempt at modesty. <laughs> oh, man. It's so amazing. Uh, it's so amazing. So I have a rule. I I have a lady who works with me in the office and this is going to make me sound like a total whiner and it, I'll explain it. So often we'll get like actual mail, like not emails, but like actual paper mail. I guess that's apparently still a thing. So every, must not know about the Google hangs, about the hangs, man. So occasionally we'll get something and it's, you know, the, the generation of the sender kind of comes across in the penmanship or whatever. Yes. So I just, as I'm walking by, I drop it on my assistant's desk and just say, yeah, let me know. Like if it's anonymous, I'm not reading it. Yeah. I'm absolutely not reading it and she can throw it away. And if it's legit, give it to me. Uh, Sometimes it is actually encouragement. Like if you're listening to this and you've never sent your pastor or your worship pastor, since this is worship leader probs, your worship yeah. pastor or your production director, if you've never just sent them some encouragement, do that. Do that this week. Yeah. Make it a, here's, a, here's an idea. It's Christmas, right? Christmas next week. Yeah. Stick a little gift card in there. You know what I mean? A little gift Hey-o. card, Starbies, you know, uh, the Outbacks, whatever. <laughs> did you just go? I did. Is that not a thing? I don't, I don't drink coffee, so I don't know. Starbucks. (laughs) 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 
Isn't, isn't, isn't that what the kids say? No. <laughs> they don't. I'm so relevant. I'm so stinking relevant. Um, so anyway, slide a little gift card in there and just say thank you. Don't get into like the guy who talked to me this week that says, hey, you do a really good job, even though I'd rather sing only hymns. Yeah. <laughs> you know, don't, no, no backhanded. Just say thanks. And if you yeah. can't think of anything else to say, just leave it at thanks. And so, say, or don't put anything. Or don't put anything. Just the gift, just, card, just the gift card. Just to Starbies. Because here's the deal. Because <laughs> here's the deal. Okay. <laughs> you may not like everything that your worship staff does. Here's a, here's a here's a secret. If they came and watched you work, they may not like everything you do either, right? <laughs> but 100%. we have this common ground of the Lord and what we're about. And so whether you like it or not, it takes a lot of time to do what we do. So just say, thanks. Send them a little gift card for Christmas, maybe to the Starbies. Um, that's going to be my hashtag for this. <laughs> I'm not sure I can finish the rest of this podcast. because I can't stop laughing. Starbies. Oh, Jen. Oh, Jen. It's, I'm going to get it's the coffee shop that Arby's makes. Right. <laughs> Starbies. We have the coffees. <laughs> don't, 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 don't. So anyway, that's my that's my soapbox. That's a good soapbox. Just say right? thanks. Just say thanks. Yeah, say thank you. Dude, you know one thing I love to do? What's that? I love very much to expose myself to things that I have a hard time understanding. Gotcha. So like I've started listening again to a podcast called Unbelievable, mm. and they bring in Christians and atheists to debate each other. Wow. And half the time, I don't understand anything they're talking about Hardcore. because they're talking about like fine tuning in the universe. And if X is time and times T equals, and it's like this technical, but I feel like the more that I listen to it, the smarter I get. Wow. You do, you do seem uh, markedly smarter this week. Since we got started. Yeah. Right. It's craziness. <laughs> Well, hey, Mr. Probs, do you want to slide into the DMs? All right, big dog. What do we got this week in the DMs? Okay, here's one we got. So it's kind of Christmas, and we thought, let's do something fun this week. So what? what is, here's the DM. Your favorite moment backstage or right before a service. Like, oh, yeah. it can be funny. It can be meaningful. It can be, you know, kind of whatever you would like it to be oh that's easy really okay you go first for me oh yeah so <laughs> the beauty of in-ears is as the front of house engineer i can talk to the band and singers and they nobody else hears me so we play a little game where <laughs> i will call out somebody's name and then i've got a i've got a kid's joke uh maker in my phone and i'll say hey leah and then I'll say the joke, and they try not to laugh. So everybody hears it, except everybody's hearing it. It's awesome. But I, I, I like call out, and it's like if you laugh, you lose. And so there are all these <laughs> super dumb kids jokes, like dad jokes for days. And so I'll just tell them little jokes, and it's fun. Like I'll, my my wife, hey Lori, <laughs> and then I'll just tell them the joke, and they all just sit there and try to say stone faced. <laughs> so uber spiritual before service starts. <laughs> Oh man, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Okay. So for me, when I was at my very first church, okay, so I'm right out of college. I'm, I'm at my first church 
and uh, I'd been there a little while. And so this particular church, uh, it, it was in the era and of the kind of church where they vote on, you know, pastors and yeah. they vote on the budget, they vote on everything. So it was the Sunday that they were going to have like a business meeting after church and vote, either vote me in as the like permanent worship pastor or out. Right. Yeah. So, um, it was about this time of the year and I, we had had a big rehearsal on Saturday. And so I come in, it was just Sunday morning services. And so I come in and I'm kind of cleaning up the stage, you know, straightening up before the team gets there. And I bend over to pick something up off the stage and I hear that sound that no, that you never, ever want to hear. Yes. And I mean, stem to stern, if you know what I mean. Oh, all the way. I don't mean like a small hole. I ripped the entire backside out of my pants, dress pants. Okay. And I lived about an hour away because I hadn't been voted in yet. I lived a long way away. So going home was not an option. Oh no! I ripped them out, buddy. And this is the vote day. Yeah. So I'm thinking, okay, what do I do? Do I, uh, it was not an option to hope no one noticed because yeah. they were going to, you could not, not notice this. Yeah. Then I thought, okay, I could wear a choir robe. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm just scrambling. I've got like 15 minutes before the team gets there. I thought I could wear a so choir are robe. You, how old are you about at this point? Mid twenties, probably early twenties. Okay. Yeah. Maybe 23, 24. So I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm thinking I'm doing what I can. So yeah. I'm thinking, okay, I could wear a choir robe. That's going to look so dumb and they're voting today. So do yeah. I, the, 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 do I want that to be the lasting image? So this was like a light gray dress pant. Okay. okay. Split all the way. Okay. And then I remembered. Okay. Then I remembered we had, uh, an organist at that time who would sit backstage and knit during the rest of the service when she wasn't out there. So I went screaming backstage and I grabbed her knitting bag and I went into the bathroom. Okay. Now I'm not a a knitter. I don't really know a lot about knitting, but I was kind of surprised to see how big the the needle was. Okay. Those bad boys are gigantic, man. I don't I I'm I've never Well, they're 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 large, okay? At least the ones she had were large. I've never I don't have a lot of knitting experience. So, and she had dark brown yarn. Okay. Light gray pants. And you're light gray pants. I go into the bathroom, drop trowel and just start Slinging this knitting needle back and forth, back and oh forth, my man, gosh. and it held. I and to this day, I can't, I cannot believe it held through three services. By the way, oh my goodness, three services, unanimous vote. I got to stay and um, unanimous vote too, right? Unanimous. Nobody knew my well, they, my little secret. <laughs> they must have thought, well, if this dude can think on his feet like that, I mean, we've got to hire him. Oh man, I was so panicked. So panicked. That's crazy. Well, bro, we've got our first uh, episode with Aaron Schust. And Aaron mm-hmm. was a lot of fun to talk to. 
Um, I actually believe we would have probably been best friends in real life had we had more time to chat. So I good. mean, just heart for the word of God, heart for God's people. Yes. So we are hoping that uh, these interviews with Aaron Schust, that they blessed you. And so here you go. Here's Aaron Schust. Well, Aaron, we are so excited to have you on the Worship Leader Problems podcast. Thank you so much for uh, taking some time and coming on with us, bro. Man, I am thrilled. This is fun. I'm excited and petrified. <laughs> Why would you be petrified? Well, I don't know. I mean, where's this thing going to go? This is so, this is unique. This is new. It's exciting. It is mysterious. Fun. Very mysterious. Dude, we're super fans. Okay, so I see. Shoosties. Oh, that's, what, that's what I call our, that's what I call us. We're shoosties. I appreciate that. I get that a lot from my friends. See, we, we've got the connection. Excellent. That's cool. Dude. Excellent. So fun fact, my wife learned how to sing harmony, singing my savior, my God. Learned how to sing harmony. Yeah. So I, we, we started a young adult ministry at our church, uh, right around the time that song came out and my wife had sang all her life, but had always been a soprano and never had to learn how to sing harmony. And so we were doing that song and she just goes, that's it. I'm going to learn it. And so she listened to it over and over until she picked out that tenor part. And that, that's how she got her start to sing in harmony, dude. Okay. So like the tenor part would be like maybe the, the like the low harmony on the chorus. Like, so my savior loves, my savior lives, my savior's all like the low part there. Yes. Yes. That's, that's awesome. what she was singing. Yes. Uh, little trivia hit. That was actually added. Um, I recorded that whole album uh, independently. And then when it got picked up by Brash Music back in 2005, I recorded it a year earlier and, you know, sold copies in my church bookstore for a year. Um, wow, they that's awesome! That, dude. They that's added awesome. that center part. It was just a two-part, um, two-part harmony, and they made it three. But that with that oh, low tenor part, awesome. and that your wife uh, learned harmony. That's learned awesome. how to do. Man. That's really cool. it, it was, I don't, I don't get to sing harmonies these days. I grew up singing harmonies, and then I started, you know, singing melody. And so every every chance I get, I find myself in, you know, church on Sundays, and um, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna sing harmony because I can. I have no. <laughs> That's right. You don't have to lead it, man. You can do it. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's cool, man. Cool story. Thanks for telling me that. Yeah, man. Man, I got to um, tell so, you. Couple, I'm sorry, Jerry. I didn't mean to say Oh, no, good. A couple go years ahead. ago. Go ahead, Matt. Um, I, I have yeah, Matt. Call you Matt. <laughs> a couple of years ago, I was at the Experience Conference. And, you know, those we love Experience Conference. We talk about it a lot. And the, yes. the big conferences, you don't always get, you get a lot of, you know, here's my latest record here's my latest hit or whatever and there's lots of like super high energy kind of stuff you walked out it was a morning session and i'll never forget you walked out sat at the piano read from the bible yes. and literally just led us to the throne man it was incredible i will never forget it so thank you praise the lord um i appreciate you saying that was that with uh no i think i did guitar on that one was tim timmons that was just a couple of years ago Tim Timmons yeah. and I shared a stage. He was MC in that weekend and I came out and led. I know that was an experience. It might've been a different one yep. you're thinking of, but, but man, that's, that's such a simple go-to deal for me. Um, the idea of, um, of, of reading scripture that occasionally, and especially when it's an evening concert where tic- people are, you know, paying tickets. I always want my concerts to feel like a worship concert, mm-hmm. you know, worship mm-hmm. evening, worship event. The best compliment I can receive is when somebody comes up and says, you know, man, that wasn't a concert. That was a worship service. That's the best thing I could hear. Um, take that a step further. When I'm leading, when my job is to come in and, and simply lead worship, I don't want to, I don't want to tell jokes. And I don't want to tell stories about my opinion on theology. 
All right. I just, I just want to read scripture because we believe that it does not return void, right? 100%. So, man, yep. got things falling all over the place. Sorry, <laughs> something in the room scared me. Um, but yeah, I, I, I love that. Um, I, I've always said, and this is not being self-deprecating. I've, I've, I've always known. I've, I've joked I would never pay, make it past the first round of American Idol. Remember that show? I would never make it oh, past yeah. the first round oh, yeah. um, because my voice is. I mean, I, my my goal is to keep pitch. You know, I'm trying to stay on pitch as best I can. That's <laughs> that's enough of a challenge. When I do some of these vocal runs, I'm like, how in the world is that humanly possible? I just can't do it. Um, even though I was a vocal major in college, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. So I just think, you know what, if I can, if I can point people to Jesus, uh, if I can, if I can draw attention to, to scripture and the truth that, that God's love never fails and, and, and why, because here we are, I mean, it's a strange thing. We're, we're asking people to stand up and sing. We're asking people to, to sing out loud. That's an embarrassing thing for a lot of people. You only sing at birthday parties, seventh inning stretches in church. You know, it's hard for us to think of any of the time that we, we corporately yeah, stand up and sing out loud. It's odd. Maybe in the car, in the shower, that doesn't count. It's not corporate, hopefully. And, um, <laughs> or at least no one, no one, uh, no one, maybe, maybe in the car, who knows. But that corporately, when it's like, hey, we're going to sing together right now, those are the moments. And so yeah. what a, what a strange thing. Uh, and so to bolster people's, um, uh, courage and say, Hey, there's a reason why we're singing right now. It's because yeah. of this. Let me read this passage of scripture. And isn't this true? Yeah. Isn't this beautiful? Isn't God good? Yeah. What, what, look what he's done for us. Let's yeah. sing. He sings over us. Let's, let's do our best to sing over him. That's uh, that's what gets me stoked. It's funny yeah. too, if you think about it, because Aaron, that, that moment experience was another highlight for me in the, cause I've been going to that conference for six or seven years hmm. just to strip it back. And you know what I mean? And still just get taken to, as Matt said, to the throne room. Like, and even sometimes like our church services, mm -hmm. pull the lights, pull the big sound system. Like, could yeah. we still experience God on as profound of a level if we just take it down to its simplicity, our voices and his word? Yes. If, you if, know? if we can't, um, if we cannot worship as we as congregants or, or the people on stage doing the actual music, if we can't enter into worship without all the bells and whistles, then we're missing something from the get go. Right from the start. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, when I moved to uh, to Pittsburgh, I grew up in Pittsburgh, and then I moved to Georgia for uh, went to a Christian school, um, and then I started working leading worship at a larger church in Atlanta. I was there for ten years. Fast forward to just about eight years ago, I moved back to Pittsburgh. Just felt the Lord prompting us to move back to Pittsburgh, the small little church where I grew up. It's the same church where my grandmother was saved right after World War Two. I, oh, wow. I just dear dear friends. Um, the, so, you know, I was there for about nine months with my family before they said, hey, we could use some help with the worship um, program. Would you help us with that? Like, yeah, I'd love to. And, um, and I said, you know, I, if it's okay with you, I, I'd probably make some changes. And like, no, that's okay. Please do. Uh, and it, was, it wasn't easy, but it was, a, it was a simplification. There were a lot of people on stage and some people were musical and some people weren't. They all had great hearts and joyful noise and all those conversations. But, um, it, you know, for a musician and some of us who um, would consider ourselves somewhat critics of music, at least pay attention to it. it. It could be, it could be distracting. Can we all admit whenever the music is not quality, I'm not talking about perfection. I'm not talking about this, but sometimes things are, things are so distracting that it, that it yanks us out of the moment. I said, let's just simplify. Let's get it down to like a guitar and a piano um, for a few months. 
and we're all going to, yeah. we're all going to worship, but some of us are going to be facing a different direction. You know, some mm-hmm. of us are going to be on stage. Wow. Some of us are going to be facing the stage, but we're all on the same team. Um, and uh, then after a few months, we started building little by little, like one, one element at a time. We added a, you know, a second vocal. Then we added hand percussion. Um, and it was a beautiful time in, our, in the life of our church to say, let's, let's worship in simplicity. It was kind of a play off the, uh, the Matt Redman approach with, uh, what was the name of that song? Uh, Heart of Worship? Where they, like the story, the way I heard it, they canceled music for like two months uh, and they were, and they longed for it so much, but they learned how to worship without music that when the music came back, mm. it was this outpouring. Mm. That's encouraging. That's awesome. I'm not sure why we're talking about that, but I think it's that's awesome. Worth talking about. Absolutely. hundred percent worth that's talking great. about. That's absolutely. That's great stuff. Well, Mr. Probs, do you want to uh, take him into the uh, Fab Five or the Frank Five yeah, here? Yeah, let's Probs. do it, man. Let's like do it. it. Let's do it. So the Frank Five, it's just five questions. And, you know, be as honest as you feel comfortable being. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of them are funny. Some of them are serious. We just want to get a kind of a glimpse into your heart. So um, number one, tell us, how did you get started in ministry? Started in ministry. Um I grew up in the church. My mom was in charge of the mu- the music of that tiny little church that I just described outside of um, Pittsburgh. I say tiny, all things relative compared to the large church that I came from when I was leading worship as, an, as a young adult in Georgia. It was small. We're talking about 120 um, members. And so some people would say, it's not a small church. You know, it's it, it had felt like family. It felt small. But I grew up there and my mom put me up on stage when I was three years old, one Sunday night, and I sang my first solo, Give It All to Jesus. Shattered dreams, wounded hearts, broken yeah. toys, give them all to Jesus, and he will turn your sorrows into joy. Um, wow. And uh, and I just, I loved music. Music was always in the house. She was always picking songs for the next choir, Sunday morning song, or the next, you know, Christmas cantata. So there was always music playing in the house. Um, and it was all centered around the love of God and Jesus. And, um, and so, uh, forgive me, I'm living not too far from the national airport. If you can't hear the airplane flying overhead. (laughs) Uh, So I I think, I think um, growing up in the church and growing up with music was just so much a part of my DNA. Uh, I I graduated um, and went to um, a college in Georgia, studied music, studied high school um, chorus education to be a high school chorus teacher, but I was always writing songs, um, since, since high school, just writing songs, songs about life, songs about, uh, this girl that I liked, songs about this girl that didn't like me, like those things. So but I was exercising, mean, looking back and that's like, man, I was kind of, um, beginning to hone the chops of, of the songwriting process, put a little band together after college and, and honing the chops of, of working with a band and saying, Hey, why don't you, uh, come in strong here? Why don't you back out here? Let's, let's go, I'll get big on the bridge and let's, you know, that kind of crafting mm-hmm. a song with mm-hmm. the band was fun. And then I found myself, um, the band was fun, but it really wasn't going to go anywhere, but, uh, it was fun to write the songs for it and to play them for our friends. And, but I felt maybe 23 years old. Um, let's, you know, here I am living in Georgia. Uh, living in the in the deep south, as it were, and the concept of like getting a job at a church because there's this new position called worship leader that was kind of crazy to me. I remember the first time I think I was a sophomore in college, maybe a junior, when I heard that there was going to be this night on Tuesday night called praise and worship. Now, listen, remember I said I grew up in the church, so I'm familiar with yeah. the terminology in Christianese. And my question was, what's praise and worship? Like, what's that mean? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we're just this is 1995. Like, oh, we're just going to get together and. Um, so-and-so is going to play bass. So-and-so is going to play the djembe and guitar. And we're just going to sing songs for like an hour and no one's going to preach and then we'll go home. Like, Oh, 
well, that sounds like fun. Let's, let's go. Yeah. It was, it was amazing. Oh, yeah. You know, that was my, it's, oh, it's yeah. like what we do now in church for 20, 25 minutes, 15 minutes, what we did for an hour. And um, it was a novel idea uh, and I loved it. And so I think that that was in my memory. Whenever I started thinking I, I could, I could work at a church maybe and like, and write songs instead of just writing songs about life and the Christian walk and faith and prayers, I could, I could kind of craft the songs to, to give voice to the people, the, the yeah, audience, yeah. as it were, that gathers every Sunday morning and calls themselves a congregation. Uh, wow. They're going to sing songs and there's going to be words up on the screen. And that's when the sense of responsibility just laid heavy on my, on my heart um, that like people are going to be singing to the living God and God is going to be hearing their praises. And man, it's important. The words mm. that we pick, mm, you know, it's important. The words that we write, like what an awesome responsibility. And we all make fun of how simple worship songs are but until you try to write one. It's like, man, that this is tough. You know, it's tough for me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So tell me how old are you when this is, these types of thoughts are going through your heart? 24. I mean, Dang, dude. I got hired at this church. Um, with like no experience, um, they, as a worship leader, at least, um, and they hired, it was a larger church, which was cool because there were 13 people on the worship and art staff. Wow. And so like wow. my job, my first job, the first week I had to go to Walmart and buy a cloth diaper to polish the, the, the piano. Cause they didn't know what to do. With me. <laughs> and then I filed every single file. This thing should have just been thrown away. Like old papers that they printed off five years ago. Oh, file them alphabetically. Okay. And then I played Congress for like three months before they let me leave worship on a Sunday night. Um, and but it was a great learning experience. You know, I, I, I got to sit under some fantastic, we would some fantastic worship leaders um, that were my age. Now I just turned 43. So it's funny to think that like these guys were my bosses and I'm like, Oh, you guys are so dumb. You don't know anything. And this is the way you should worship. Yeah. You know, I was, I was young. <laughs> and now I'm yeah. immature. But uh, there, there are some nuggets of what I took in this one guy, Mark Sheffield, who was my boss, he was in charge of the orchestra, but he also led worship every once in a while. And we would plan these services. I think we started at six weeks out, like a month and a half away. We would have a meeting. We would spend a little bit of time on, okay, what are we, what's this, what's the message? What song should we pick? Okay. We talk about that for a while. What's the team going to be? Okay. Let's leave it. Let's go to five weeks out. And so that these meetings would, and man, it frustrated me to no end because I was a free spirit and yeah. The word authentic was just being born in, in Christian music circles. And like, we just yeah. had lights down and close the windows and light some candles and get some rugs and wear flip flops. And that's not, that's true <laughs> worship right there. Right. That's, yeah. And so that was, that was my, that was my immature heart saying these things were critical. Um, and I think the point I'm trying to make here is there was one time that I think we went long and we added an extra couple choruses or maybe we added a song and we, you know, we ran out of time. It was a, it was a fine tuned machine. And I was like, man, um, I hate that I, that I was, you know, being told in, in the ear, Hey, it's time to end. We gotta, we gotta go. I just want, the, I want the spirit to move. I want to follow the promptings of the spirit. And it sounded like a nice mm. thing to say. And, um, and Mark said, Hey, do you believe that if the spirit can move in the moment, that the spirit could also move six weeks in advance when you plan? <laughs> I'm like, oh, Amen. that's good. It is. That's really good. Amen. And I never forgot that. You know, I mean, it, it's it's a yes and in my opinion. Yeah, we, you need to oh, yeah. the promptings of the spirit, but not in the name of just doing whatever you feel like doing with no planning. You know. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Anyhow, I'm talking too long. No, that's you're not. Good. Right. No, you're great. not. So, okay, so you're 24 years old. Uh, you're leading worship in this church, and then, so when did you? 
how long did you lead worship and were you an artist? Okay. Um, like a recording artist. It wasn't too long into that. And I mentioned like, oh, wow, this is a concept. Like I could write songs for the church. I wasn't doing that right away. It's when I realized that, you know, week after week, I have this, these people. I'm like, I think there was a, there was a time that they needed, um, they were doing a message on surrender. And so of course I put, I surrender all in there, but I, I wanted to find a new one. And I was struggling to find what I considered a modern chorus on surrender, yeah. at least in my database. And, uh, and so I started writing this song for the purpose of maybe we could sing this. And it was uh, give it all away. So all of my plans, all of my dreams, I let them down before your feet. Fast forward, that did end up going to radio for a while. But I started writing, yeah. writing songs uh, for the church, writing songs for an offering. I, it was, this was fun. You know, I'm paying attention to what's the message going to be. That's cool. Maybe I'll write a song, and if they like it, we'll play it for the offering. Or if it's really easy to sing, we'll, we'll put it in the worship set. And eventually, this, all these songs became my first album because this guy, wow. Mike Seamus, who was playing, I think he was third acoustic in the, on, on the worship team, right? So like you even yeah. wonder whether the third acoustic is up in the mix, but he was there every week and he was coming. Oh, he's not. I can assure you <laughs> as a production guy and audio, he is not in the mix. Amazing. But he was there, man. He was there. And uh, I'm playing a song. And then a week later, I played another another song. And he's asking me, hey, who wrote that song? Who wrote that song? That's it's, it's one of mine. It's one of mine. He's like, man, um, I have this dream. I've always wanted to build a studio in my in my house. So like, if I do, would you consider basically if, if I build it, would you come and record? Yeah. Well, of course I would. I've seen your basement. It's cinder blocks and cobwebs and boxes. And, but if you stick a microphone up in the corner, I'll show up. Well, yeah. little did I know yeah. he on building a legitimate studio. He brought in um, a producer, local Atlanta producer, Dan Hannon. And we made this record. And, you know, as this record is being produced, I'm thinking I'll make a copy for my mom. She's been bugging me for some, some of these songs and, uh, as it's coming to fruition, I'm, I'm, as I'm hearing playback, I'm like, oh my goodness, this sounds good. Like, yeah. it sounds like a legitimate record. And I remember having, I remember I was sitting on one of those stools, like those wooden stools in, in the room listening to playback. And I had this fear. Um, this is good enough to be critiqued. Oh, mm-hmm. that's tough. And I don't that's know tough. that I'm ready for that. I don't know that oh, I want wow. that. Yeah. Um, and so there was wow. this moment where I had to like, do I... Do I put all my all into this? Do I make it the best that it could be knowing that it might be good enough to be critiqued? And I don't know that my skin is that thick. Uh, or do I just let it be, you know, let it be, um, you know, mediocre and uh, good, let it be good. And, and uh, my mom will be happy. And I thought, no, let's, let's go for it. Let's risk the critique. And oh, the critique has come. And um, I, every once in a while, I, I have a policy that I don't read the reviews, but every once in a while, someone will send something to me and say, man, I love this. I, I read this and this, this is what we believe. My, my album I made in 2010, um, someone commented on social media, man, I read this review and it convinced me that I have to buy this record. I'm like, okay, this is a safe one. I can read this. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and it, it was actually slammed. I think it got as many as two out of five stars um, by a legitimate organization that I respect. So it hurt me. Oh, wow. It hurt my heart. Um, mm-hmm. but they, uh, they said it was, it was unoriginal. It was, you know, nothing new under the sun. Um, all Aaron does is quote scripture. And I was like, Oh, like, wait a minute. That was my goal. That's what I, <laughs> yeah. that's what I, that's what I wanted to do. Like, Dude, Cause at yeah. that point, all that's going on in your head is all I do is win. All you do is coast. But it's still, it still hurt. You know, I, I want so badly to write the, the thing, but, um, so that's, so to, to get back to your, your question, um, I recorded that album in 2004 
uh, it was picked up by a local record label in Atlanta, not Believers, um, but they believed in the album in 2005. Um, So I was full-time staff from 2000 to 2000, uh, the end of 2004. But then I I started a, uh, actually what, leaving full-time staff is what gave me the, the the breath of air to creatively write a lot of these songs. So I stayed wow. with the church, but I contracted um, to lead on Sundays. Um, mm. You know, there's gotcha. a retirement and the insurance all went away. Um, and instead of me being at the office Monday through Friday, evening rehearsals and weekend services, um, I basically just made sure that the team was prepared um, yeah. And that gave me the the bandwidth, the emotional and creative bandwidth to write these songs. Um, and then I stayed. So I was there at the church in, at Perimeter Church in Atlanta, Georgia, for ten years from 2000 to 2010. And I you know, I signed a record deal in 2005. So five years overlap there. So was your didn't sound, I mean, but your original intention was to be a church guy, is the way I'm understanding it. And then an album kind of birthed itself. And then it looked like, whoa, maybe there's a transition. Maybe God's doing something a little different. Is that a good summation of what I'm hearing? Sort of. I think like going back to, and I won't make this long, going back to when I was 13, I watched the Michael W. Smith video on, on, on TV, you know, the live set. And I'm like, oh my goodness, he's playing piano. He's singing about Jesus. Chris Rodriguez is a pink Stratocaster. This is amazing. You know, I, this would be fun. Oh yeah. So artist was like dream number one. And even okay, when I started gotcha. that band in college, artist was the dream. Uh, but when I was like, Hey, I need to, uh, <laughs> I'm dating this girl. And if I want to ask permission to marry her, I want if I want her dad to say, yes, I probably should have a real job. So gotcha. <laughs> that was, you know, like, let's get a real job. What do I do? I do music. Um, let's see if a church will hire me. And they did. And that's when I started thinking, Oh, this worship thing is magnificent. Like I've yeah. grown up singing hymns in church and I just discovered this praise and worship concept a couple of years ago. Um, yep. I love this. So even then, like I kind of put the artist dream on the back burner, if not took it off the stove completely. Um, gotcha. And it was a big lesson oh. for me when one day I realized that I spent more time dreaming about the future, about what I would like to be doing, than I spent energy in what God had for me in my lap at the moment. Like God had an assignment wow. and a task for me. Uh, you could summarize it with bloom where you're planted, mm-hmm. right? It's like yeah. And I felt convicted about that. Um, like I, I would love to do this artist thing, but God has me leading worship right now at this church. So I'm going to put all my eggs in this basket, all my emotional eggs in this basket. I want to write songs for this church, for the walls of this church. Um, I didn't pursue a recording. I didn't pursue a record deal. I didn't pursue any of that. Um, so it was kind of cool. Like I didn't have to, I didn't move to Nashville and wait tables and receive yeah. rejection after rejection. I put all my energies into what God had me doing in, in the moment. And God and other people worked behind the scenes to get me to sign a record deal. Um, was there a, cool. would you say, was there any kind of like a, a grieving process for you? Like, you know, when you make that decision to go, okay, I'm going to put this dream in the back burner to do what you're calling me to do now. And so, cause I'm asking that question because yes. I got to imagine there are people listening to this podcast who have had this dream. They've maybe made demos. I mean, you know, you can make demos on your phone now, Um, you know, and so they're trying to do this and, you know, and just wondering like, and and maybe that where God has them planted right now and trying to understand, I understand what you're doing, you know, like, is there any like advice you would give them in that moment being somebody that lived through all that? Yeah, I think it's really important that we don't create a theology out of this story that if you bloom where you're planted, then God will give you the desires of your heart. 
uh, I, I remember hearing, and that, that does sound like scripture, doesn't it? So let's address that. I remember hearing one time that that verse um, God, about God giving you the desires of your heart. So delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm quoting mm-hmm. that correctly, if I'm not, forgive me. Yeah. Um, but the idea of, you know, if I do this, then, and you might, not, you might not say this out loud, but what you really think is then, then I'll get that job that I want. Um, if I delight myself in the Lord, then, then I'll, I'll get married because it's the desires of my heart. I heard a pastor one time say, what if what it means is that God will give you the desires? Like, like I didn't have a desire for this. Wow. God gave me the desire. Wow. Right. Now it's yeah. just a matter of wording. And I know it's been translated into English. We, we need to go back to the original Hebrew and study the context. Yeah. Context is so important, but I, I, I've never thought of that verse the same way again. Like, God, give me your desires. I need you well, I mean, to give me the desires of my heart, please. Well, isn't that Romans 12 too? Romans 12, uh, do not yes. Con- yes. Do not conform any longer to the paths of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yes. And then it says, then you'll be able to test what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Yes. So Amen. as we spend time with Jesus, we grow deeper in our faith and in the word. We take on that mind. Our desires will change. Yes. Yes. And, yeah. and I did go through a grieving process. I mean, I, I gathered around, um, actually I started a second band while I was leading worship and it was kind of like a side project, but it, in all honesty, it was my passion project. Right. And we again, yeah. were writing songs about, about life and songs about the spiritual journey, but it was fun. You know, it sounded, it didn't sound like worship in the early two thousands. It sounded like the, you know, pop radio in the early two thousands or pop rock in the early two thousands. Um, and uh, there came a point in time where I felt like it's time to hang this up. It's time to, mm. it's time to focus on, you know, I have a, I can't really, honestly can't remember whether I was, you know, whether I, someone, a superior took me aside and said, I think, I think this did happen. It was a long time ago. <laughs> Aaron, you're putting a lot of energy into this side project and you're not putting the energy that we're paying you to put energy into. So I need you to come back and focus. I'm glad this is yeah. giving you some life, but we need you to pour into this. And yeah, I gathered yeah. my band and my friends and I, I cried. And I said, yeah. I need to stop doing this. I need to, I need to focus on what God has me doing right now. Um, and now what did, what that did lead to, and again, this is the part that I said, we have to be careful not to make a theology out of this. What that did lead to were some open doors, um, not singing songs about life and my, and my spiritual journey, but singing songs of praise and worship. And that was not the original yeah. plan, but that's what was in front of me, you know? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Man, there's a lot of lessons in there. So good. Go learning, man, right? Yeah. Oh, man. Me too, brother. I tell you. Hey, okay. So here's a fun one. Um, Do you have any guilty pleasures? Guilty pleasures. Man. Mine is the Steve Miller band. Steve Miller band. That's that's, that's good. Uh, (laughs) This is not, I mean, I'm trying to think of the pleasures that 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 I I don't find, I'm not guilty. I don't feel guilty at all. Like, I just love me some Pittsburgh. (laughs) I love me some Pittsburgh. It's not a guilty pleasure at all, but. Man, I just do you have a terrible work. tell? What's that? I have five. Do you? Absolutely, <laughs> you do. Actually, I don't have my earbuds with me, but my my earbuds have a, this Pittsburgh Steelers logo on on the right wow. hand. Wow, just That's like commitment. The helmet. the helmet does not have the logo on the left, only on the right. So, so that's, <laughs> that's fantastic, bro. So my my wife's family grew up uh, in Katanning, Pennsylvania. Katanning, Katanning. Yeah. And so, like, legit, this whole family are rabid Steeler fans. Uh, anything Pittsburgh sports, they're rabid. Got my Pittsburgh so Steelers did, coffee mug I'm drinking. I do. I love it. <laughs> so, a couple of years ago, I was in a family photo, and um, there's 
57 of us in the family photo. Nice. It's, it's a huge family. And so we all do our nice pictures and our nice clothes. And then literally all 57 people, Steelers jerseys. <laughs> yes, because everybody has one or two or three. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like everyone in the family, we all rock Steelers jerseys. So. Yeah, and this is, oh, a that's incredible. this is a fun year to be a Steelers fan. But uh, even even in the even in the rough ones, it's it's good to wear the black and yellow. And, uh, yeah, it's good, to, it's good to love where you're from. Yeah, that's dude. awesome. Okay. Man. Legendary. So I, I think where that plays out is like when we were talking about you know, Indianapolis on the, on the 15th. And I think the next day they were trying the 16th on a Sunday. We were initially trying to book a, a Christmas show um, outside of Pittsburgh. And so the first thing I do when I realized they're trying, it was just across the border in Ohio, uh, Youngstown, Ohio. And I checked the, uh, I checked the calendar like, no, the Steelers are playing Patriots that day. Can't, oh, <laughs> we can't book that day. I mean, I would, where- I would love to keep the day off so I could watch the game, but like, I, I might not go to my concert. Yeah. That's where most of my wife's family is from. Is Youngstown? From Youngstown. Yeah, man. Oh, that's awesome. I, dude, I have a, I have a buddy who uh, is a, a production guy at a big church just outside of Pittsburgh. And he said their attendance will drop if it's like an, a 12 o'clock game. No joke. Right. Yeah, one, even with the one o'clock is East Coast. One o'clock. But yeah, oh, yeah one o'clock game. Still. I, I'm more. <laughs> so my wife's family, they're all Steelers fans and Ohio State University fans. Oh, wow. I, I, I'm a University of Michigan fan, but I didn't really have an NFL team. Oh, so you were and so smart. they told me, yeah. So they told me, we'll give you Michigan if you will root for the Steelers. And so I've I've That's been a amazing. 13 year Steelers fan. That's amazing. That's awesome. Love it. You are welcome. Awesome. Wow. Awesome. 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 Love this guy. What a cool dude, man. And if you don't have any of Aaron's music, go out and get it. Um, yes. iTunes. You know, here's what you do. You download some to your your phone. Yep. Go, maybe go get yourself a cup of Starbies. Cup, get some Starbies. Cup of warm yeah. Starbies, maybe some apple cider. I don't know how crazy you, we want to get with it. Just maybe even some wassail. Wassail, kick back and listen to some some Aaron Shoes music. We we dubbed ourselves Shoesties. Shoesties. We're, yeah. we're Shoes. Mm-hmm. I'm a total Shoestie. Oh, I'm a Shoestie too. We're using uh, his Christmas record. I think it's called Unto Us. Has like an overture on it. Whoa. Instrumental. Uh, we're using it for our Christmas Eve service. Absolutely love it. And um, yeah, I really, th- this is, this is, uh, this dude is, is the real deal. You need to go get real your, get, go pick up some shoes and, and then enjoy you'll be a shoesty And too. then you'll be a shoesty too. Awesome. Well, hey guys, thank you so much for listening to episode 10 of the podcast. Again, um, go find your favorite podcasting platform. And if you wouldn't mind going and giving us a review, click five stars, subscribe, download, all of those different things help get the podcast some more exposure. And if you'd like to send in uh, your information for your MVPs, you can send those to info at worshipleaderprops.com. Remember, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Absolutely. Do it, man. Do it. Yep. Oh, and so this will be the last, or no. Yeah, this will be the last podcast for the year, won't it? Yep, this is it, man. And then we'll come back with part two the first week of January. Yep, absolutely. Have Everybody have a great Christmas, you know? Merry Christmas. And a happy New Year. Absolutely, absolutely. And keep Christ in your Christmas. Yes, it starts with Christ. It does. So, all right, guys, we love all of you. And until next time. See ya. Deuces.